Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving in storage studios, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life, specifically your money, your relationships, your mental health, your work, your future. I'm Ken Coleman. Dr. John Deloney joins me. We are Ramsey Personalities. We host our uh, own shows as a part of the Ramsey Network, and we team up today for you. So obviously we're going to take your money calls. We'll also take uh, maybe those sticky work situations. Can I just tell you that we will change your name and location if it's particularly sticky, but John and I like those. I mean, like the really like dumpster fire work questions. Those are fun. Yes, and, yeah, the, and, and the dumpster fire at home questions are those two are good. And yeah. we'll change your name, uh, location. We understand that uh, privacy is needed sometimes, but uh, so we're taking all those calls and uh, your money calls as well. Triple eight, eight two five five two two five triple eight eight two five five two two five. Let's go to San Francisco, California, where we start off this hour. Carl is there. Carl, how can we help? Hey guys, thanks for taking my phone call. You bet. Um, I was calling because, um, to give you a little bit of a background information, I'm 34 years old. I'm a self-employed electrician. I started my business back in October of 2020, and I'm trying to purchase my first home. Um, last year, my father passed away, unfortunately, mm. and um, I tried to purchase his home. But when I was speaking, I believe I spoke to two different loan officers, um, and both of them were telling me that since I've only been self at that point, I'd only been self-employed for about a little over a year. Um, they were telling me that my only option were non-qualified mortgages. So I was just wondering if I could get some information from you guys on how to go about, you know, purchasing a home. How much money do you have saved up for the down payment? Um, currently in my savings, I have 375,000, um, when the inheritance, from my father, my father passed away without a will, unfortunately. Oh, so we're going through the probate process, um, you know, based on uh, the value of the estate, the four siblings are probably going to get around $380,000, $400,000 each. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's okay. what kind there's of, be about that yeah, much so there. you're in the San Francisco area. So what, what's the price of a home that you're targeting? Um, I think, you know, anything that is, you know, halfway decent is kind of in the $900,000 range, you know? Um, you know, when I look on Zillow and I see houses that have sold mm-hmm. recently, like stuff that I would be interested in actually living in is kind of like right there in the okay. nine hundred, well, $920,000 range. Well, you're going to have a tremendously large down payment, so that's great news, and that should help you. John, the first thing that came to my mind is I want him to talk to our friends at Churchill Mortgage right. and tell him, you know, he called the show. Yep. Um, here's my situation. Here's here's the whole shooting match. Uh, tell him the whole story. Um, and I think they'd work with you because of the down payment that you have. You're going to be in really, really good shape. So I, I don't want you to be discouraged. I'd like you to call Churchill Mortgage. Uh, we'll make sure that we get you connected to them uh, after this phone call. Uh, but with the amount of money you're going to be able to put down, uh, I just want you to be encouraged. You're you're going to be able to uh, easily uh, get the loan, the small loan that you're you're going to need. Do you guys recommend going on a fifteen or yes, yes. still putting it yes. still on a fifteen? Yeah, yeah. just and, playing with those and, numbers. And listen, when I when I worked with Churchill, the first thing the guy told me, um, he's an incredible man. He said. Um, I'm going to sit down with you and I'm committing now. I'm not going to take your money if this is not in your best interest. That's how they started the conversation with me. Okay. So great people. And they'll walk you through 
here's what I need from you. Here's why I need it from you. And here's what we're hoping to do. Here's the other thing is home purchasing. Um, people have stopped taking out loans. It's just kind of fallen off the map. And so you should be able to find somebody that will work with you. Start with Churchill because I trust those good folks. Yeah. For sure. It seemed like when I was looking, everybody like, you know, everybody was putting me on the back burner. Like they just kind of wanted me to talk to them when I was like literally a week away from making a purchase or something like that. How so long ago was this? Hopefully it was in April. Yeah. A little bit different market so, now. There's a lot of mortgage people sitting around uh, playing Wordle right now. <laughs> uh, things have slowed down if you've say, paid attention to the news. I, I, I don't know what was going on there, and, and there's no need to try to break that down. I want you to, I literally want you to call Churchill and say, look, I called and I talked to Ken and John on the Ramsey show, and they told me that you guys can help me. Um, the fact that you're self-employed should not be that big of an issue. Uh, given that you've been there for a year and you have enormous down payment. Now, you know, having that inheritance needs to be a part of this conversation. So you may have to be patient. Are you renting right now? Um, I'm renting a room right now. Yeah. So here's the deal. Relax and not to say that you're not, but let's get that in. Let's get that inheritance. Let's get that big nest egg because that's going to be that big down payment. And that's going to be your, I would believe, guarantee to get a mortgage and a small mortgage, 15 year, because you're going to pay that off quickly. You're going to have a tremendous rate on that and you're going to pay that off and uh, you're going to be crushing it. Hey, I want people to hear your story. Um, what were you doing before you became a self-employed electrician? Were you working for somebody else? Were you apprenticing? What's the story? I was a union electrician for the IBW. Nice. I still maintain my membership with IBW. Good. How's business going for you? Um, you know, things have definitely slowed down. Calls aren't coming in like they used to six months ago, but right. I'm still, you know, getting projects here and there, and it's definitely, you know, I have nothing to complain about. Good. You um, like working for yourself? I do have, um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely been a reality check. There's, mm-hmm. there's been, you know, some very high highs and some very low lows. All um, right. here's why I asked overall that. I would never, go ahead. I want you don't get in a hurry to buy a house. Houses are still going to be there. And that massive down payment through the inheritance on top of what you already have in savings is going to be there. You're in your first year. So many businesses, small businesses fail in their first year, year and a half. You've got a reality check October right now. is going to be year two. I know. That's what I'm saying. You've made it past most small business owners, and so you've made it, and you've seen the ups and the downs. Let's keep building that electrician business. Let's keep going there. Don't be in a big hurry. Uh, do call Churchill Mortgage, uh, but really focus on growing that clientele, and that business, because that is going to be huge for you given your great financial position. But, but uh, you should be really encouraged. And Carl, it's also okay to get this big inheritance and park it and to rent your own apartment for a year. And the, I know apartment rents are sky high, all that, but there's a, a graduated step between renting somebody's room and having my own place. And man, just taking a break. Your dad passed away, still mourning that, having that money. It, there's just this, imp- I got to go do something. Nah, you really don't, man. You can, you can do this in stages. And you're going to not stress yourself out with a home home purchase at the same time your your personal business is slowing down a little bit. Yeah, you know, there's something about people just don't want to rent because they feel like they're wasting money. And I, I just I love to just remind people, uh, Stacy and I rented for two years when we moved here just because we knew we were planting yeah, for a I long did. time. Yeah, and it just gave us options. We didn't think of it. Oh, I'm throwing money away every month. It was like, okay, no, I'm buying peace of mind. Right yes. Now great way of saying that and so just buying freedom right now it gives you options folks
You're not wasting that money. All right, thank you so much for the call, Carl. We love small business owners. The best is yet to be for you, my friend. I promise you that. And call Churchill Mortgage. They'll help you. All right, don't move. More Ramsey Show and more of your calls coming right up. Blinds.com's 100% satisfaction guarantee means even if you mismanage or pick the wrong color, they'll remake your blinds for free. You get free samples, free shipping, and with the new promos they run every month, you'll save even more. Use promo code RAMSEY to get the best deal. Today's question comes from DJ in New York. I'm 31 years old and have cerebral palsy. Due to my disability, I've had many health and education challenges throughout my life. I want to work with other people with disabilities, such as autism, uh, such as autism as a registered behavior technician or a board-certified behavior analyst. But with my own challenges, I cannot attend school for higher education in this area. I'm trying to find other options or certifications like life coaching that would allow me to do this work, but I'm feeling defeated. How can I stop thinking that I'm not good enough or that I'm running out of time to accomplish my dreams. You two are my favorite Ramsey personalities. Oh, I, I, wow. You, did you set me up on that? Thanks, James. We're grateful you put that, that in there. That can't be real. Look, I'm, I literally just had my own Ron Burgundy moment. <laughs> uh, I was reading that real time. I would have skipped that. That sounds awful. Did you put that in there? Oh, it, it was actually, this is actually for you and George, but I'll take it. Yeah, all right. So it. now, no, sorry, DJ. I, I don't know. It would be great if I read this ahead of time. A um, lot here, John. Yeah. Um, you've got some technical stuff, but th- there's more emotional there than there is technical. I'll let you go on emotional well, I th- stuff because I, I think mindset helps. If this was a call to my show, I literally would say you need to talk to – I want you to spend some time with a mental health counselor gotcha. to get you to a place where I can help you yep. because that mindset of worth and value has to be right-sided mm-hmm. so that we can then go – that's you right you are valuable you have a lot to give then i can help you come up with how you can give but i feel a lot of this i've had this call before so what do you say what dj's got to do is to balance what i love and what i want and what my purpose is you and i were just talking about this off air right this is who i want to help i've been through this i got a lived experience and this is who i want to help and then this is the boundaries of the game so whenever i think of this i think of um I just lost his name. The guy, Golden State Warriors. The star? Yes. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Loves the game of basketball. I want to win basketball games. And I'm 5'9", or however tall he is. Yeah. So he had to create a new way to get on that field, or get on the court. And so he became the best three-point shooter of all time. And his practice is legendary, his work ethic and all that. So DJ has – there's a path towards helping – folks and it looks like going to college getting a graduate degree getting certified and now you've seen an influx over the last 20 years of life coaches folks who are getting trained on how to listen and how to encourage and how to ask good questions it becomes okay i want to do this this particular path may not be available for that's correct i'm not 610 i'm not going to be a a, the traditional power forward so what can i do 
What's another way to get on the field or to change the game altogether? And so it becomes this, the defeated comes from, I see this path and I, I don't feel like I can participate on this path. And you can flip that around and say, cool, I'm heading off and I'm creating a new path. And the way you do that, that's a great, great point. And I'll just jump right in there. Practically what we do is we stop focusing on the position and we focus on the people. There you go. So the positions here are a registered behavior technician or a board certified behavior analyst. Now, it's great to look into things like that and have a very specific target. But as John just so beautifully laid out, DJ, you've acknowledged there are limits where those aren't options. So while I understand how disappointing that is, we've got to guard against disappointment turning into discouragement right. and depression. It's a fact. There's a period at the end. Now what? Now, we grieve it. Yep, absolutely. But now let's go, okay, wait a second. And instead of focusing on those two positions, you focus on the people you want to help. And so you go, okay, where can I help those people that don't require a college degree or don't cause, you know, don't require limitations? But you also mentioned in here too, uh, it's something to do with your area. Um, so, you know, what would have to be true for me to change my geography to then be able to do it? So instead of focusing on the limitations, and I, as cheesy as this sounds in my head right now, you must focus on other possibilities. That's right. And so what if... Uh, here, here's what guides me when I'm sitting down writing a new book and I'm thinking about a program and I'm thinking about what's the thing that is driving me the most pain is where am I, what's the pain point that I feel viscerally and I'm going to write to that. Yeah. And then when we sit down at a table and you and I have done this, we write a speech, we write a talk and we run it by some people. If you don't laugh at the table, they're not going to laugh in front of 3000 yeah. people, right? If the That's room right. doesn't feel it. So what if DJ, you sat back and said, wait a minute, there's a whole swath of people who are frustrated mm -hmm. that the traditional life paths don't work. I'm going to serve people in that moment because I'm feeling that pain, right? I'm not going to imagine somebody else's situation. I'm going to start addressing what's going on in me. And you know how easy it is to start a YouTube channel now? How easy it is to get in your local area and start meeting with folks at coffee shops and you begin to hear from them. You and I test content in similar ways. So DJ, I want you to go back. Ken just said it. Go back to the people you want to help and put yourself in contact with the people you want to help. And by the way, running out of time, oh, uh, yeah. I've told this story a million times, but my mom got her first, <laughs> took her first community college class at 42 and took one the next semester, one class, one class the next semester, graduated with her PhD at 57 and got tenured as a professor at 62. And she's in her 70s and she just told me the other day, hey, I'm teaching at Oxford all next summer if you want to bring the kids over. As though it's like, down the street, right? So there's no such thing as too late. Get after it. Get after it. Get after it. Yeah, I, I, you know, DJ, I would tell you that I uh, made a total life change at the age of 33 and really tiptoed into 34 to say, I'm actually going to go after broadcasting. I had no experience, no degree, and it took me seven years to step into the dream job uh, to get into broadcasting. And I can't tell you how many people told me I was too old. They're like, yeah. Dude, listen, you, you got some talent, but you... You missed the boat. You're 33, you're 34. Right. Nobody gets into broadcasting that age, and that's probably true. Um, but I was just stubborn enough or delusional enough, you pick the adjective to stay with it. But I can tell you on the other side, it's not too late. And that lie is a lie from the pit of hell, that my ship has sailed. And that's the voice of doubt. And, and can I just tell you, 
John, I, I realized this recently. You and I get a lot of similar type questions, different topics, but the root of what is going on underneath of it is usually the same. And I found that fear and doubt are two of the biggest enemies to progress in any area of our life. But fear and doubt only show up for people who are trying or longing. Yeah. The people who sit on the bleachers of life, I find, don't have any fear and doubt. Nope. Because they're just sitting there watching everybody else with their elbow deep in a bag of popcorn, you know, they yelling at life, the refs. They get through life through complaining and blaming. Right. Yeah. But people who, who, who face fear and doubt, who experience it. They're in the arena. You're in it. Yeah. You're, you're in there, and that's a good sign. Yes. That yep. you're longing to be or to do, um, and, and, and that you're striving and you're making some progress. So I just, I, I just wanted to throw that in there, John, because I, I feel that I, the the discouragement is so heavy. That means you care. And I would just want people to go. If you're facing doubt and you're facing fear, there's another narrative there. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes fear and doubt, John, protect us. Absolutely, it does. If if if, if, if I say you know to you, hey, John, I'm a, I'm gonna. I'm going to go dunk a basketball tonight at the uh, YMCA. And, and you go, really? And I start to have some doubt. That's <laughs> doubt protecting me from humiliation because I can't touch the net. Right, right, right. But if I doubt that I can't be a good dad or a good father, there you go. Well, now that's fear holding me back. Yeah, Excuse me, doubt right. holding me back. That's coming from an unhealthy place. You experience this with callers all the time. Absolutely. But I would, I would tell you, if you fear being a good dad, that means you, that means you care about it. Yeah. That means it matters. Right. Yeah, you're invested. And that's so exactly right. I want people to not to be so debilitated by fear and doubt because that's usually a good sign. Yeah, when there's fear and doubt, lean into it. There's yeah. only one way and it's through it, right? That's true. There's only one way and that's yeah. through it. And hey, that deal, guy, man. he really did write that. You that you two were he wrote that question specifically for you two because you're uh, literally right. his favorite person. Well, right, DJ, well, we DJ, love DJ, you, man. We love that. We don't get a lot of compliments. James never tells us anything no, positive. James so, is usually uh, just beating us down and beating us we'll down. We'll take the affirmation, All DJ. Day long. Thanks, and I paid DJ. the guy twenty bucks, but he still wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back on the Ramsey Show. Are you sick of planned obsolescence? You know, when companies make products crappy, so you have to buy more of their crappy products? Well, me too. And it's why I love companies like Grip6. Grip6 is all about quality products meant to last forever. That's why their comfortable, bulk-free belts, slimline wallets, and lightweight wool socks all come with a lifetime warranty and simple returns and exchanges. So check them out at Grip6.com today and get up to 20% off with the promo code RAMSEY. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by my colleague, Dr. John Deloney. And we're thrilled to be here with you today, taking your phone calls, 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Let's go to Los Angeles, California. And Drew is there. Drew, how can we help? Hi, Ken and John. How are you doing? We're having a blast, Drew. What's going on? 
So I have a question about a will. Uh, about in 2014, uh, my grandfather died, and he had a substantial amount of wealth. So fast forward to today, and the way his design, uh, the way his will was designed, was that it was supposed to be divided up amongst half to take care of my grandmother, and then half was supposed to go uh, to my dad and uh, his sisters. However, my grandmother did not want to honor my grandfather's will. So she went to the executor of the will, asked if she had to do it, and they went to a lawyer. Somehow they changed the will, and that will is not being honored. I was wondering if this was legal or if I should be, or if my family should be looking to take action on this, or what, what would you suggest? Well, who, so she hired a lawyer, and you said so went to the executor of the will. The executor of the will was no, was nobody in our family. It was a accountant trusted by my grandfather. Right. And when she went to the executor, uh, she told him, I don't want to honor this. Can we change it? So they found a lawyer who somehow found a way to change it. How much wealth are we talking about here? I, I don't have an exact figure. I know that it's a very substantial amount. Substantial like a million bucks? Substantial like a hundred million bucks? What do you guess? Probably north of five, ten million. Okay, here's what I'm getting at. Um, a, I've never heard of what you've described. I spent my career mm. around attorneys. I know a lot of people don't want to honor a will, but that's what a will is for. It's a it's a legal document. Mm. So, um, if you have reason to believe that something nefarious happened, like somebody went and changed somebody's will, and is channeling money elsewhere then you can go get an attorney and fight that. That's your legal recourse. Um, I'm kind of torn because, I mean, that's a declaration of war against your family, right? But also your grandmother doing that is also a declaration of war against her, against your family. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of tit for tat. Yeah. I just am curious, John, I, if the the lawyer can't do it, I mean, yeah, I've never so, heard of so this. So who, what? You're not. I don't know the rest of the story, and I'm not sure you know the rest of the story. Meaning, when the lawyer who was hired by the executor and grandma got the will changed, did it go before a judge? So as far as far as I know, no. However, apparently there was a legal loophole where my grandmother did not have to honor this will. I've well, never heard like of said, that. He, yeah, we're not he, legal he experts, 20- so we can't. Right. There's there's very little we can do other than to say if you want to challenge this, you want to sue your grandma, go 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 for it. go get a lawyer and tell the lawyer the story. But you better have your facts before you start or, spending lawyer money. You don't have you don't have a claim to the suit because you're not a, you're not a yeah. beneficiary in the it's will. Your dad. your dad does, so your dad's gonna have to sue his mom and get to the bottom <laughs> of it. That's right. Sorry, okay. and then yeah, that that's no, that's that's the other part of it. It's just. Yeah. Kind of disgusting. I've watched a lot of Matlock when I was growing up. You don't even—he <laughs> doesn't even know who that is. I'm sure he's too I love young. Matlock. Yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, but we're not lawyers. Here's the messy thing. Um, my guess is there's a lot more mess in this family. Oh, I was situation. getting ready to say to you, what do you see in that? We got Grandma, and she's going, I don't want my kids to get the money. Or Grandma's got dementia, or an attorney friend or the accountant reached out and said, hey, there's a way we don't have to give this money away. Yeah, there's a lot below the surface here. A whole bunch. Um, Methinks but, Thanksgiving dinner's not been very warm. Exactly. So here's the deal. 
you're you can sue your grandma and you can hire an attorney to do uh, a forensics accounting of what where, what the will original will was and where's the assets and who's got yeah. them and why and who tried to change it and is there any criminal behavior you can do that absolutely oh sure and thanksgiving's different forever it's it's already different i now, think it right? already so is it yeah. already is probably so. hadn't been very nice for a long time that's right that's unfortunate sorry brother yeah sorry that we aren't uh, legal experts but i i would talk to pops and he needs to fight if he wants to fight every time get an attorney yeah let's get to uh cincinnati ohio brady is there brady how can we help hey brady how you guys or sorry you're how brady you you're that? brady <laughs> <laughs> what's how going on man that? we're what's doing up? great how can we help um, so, um, my grandpa told me about, um, Dave Ramsey a couple years ago. Didn't really listen. Didn't really think I would need it. And then I find myself almost $400 negative on my bank account. So I start looking at Dave Ramsey finally, and I've been looking for about a week now. My wife's on board with it, but we just have absolutely no idea where to start. All right. So give I'm us a picture. For a push or some advice. All right. Okay, we'll we'll give you some advice within the baby steps, which are pretty simple to understand. Give us a picture of what's going on with you financially. Let's start with debt. Okay. Uh, debt. So we've got um, mortgage, about 150. I've got a truck of about 40,000, which I know is ridiculous. That's probably the first thing I need to take care of. Yeah. Um, well, let's stay right there. Let's get, some, let's get some momentum on the truck. How much is that truck worth? It's only worth about thirty-seven private sale, based on Kelly Blue Book. All right, keep going. Forty right. on it. Okay, keep going with the car. What's the car? Okay, and then my wife's car. Um, it's worth like thirteen. She owes about nine on it. Mm-hmm. So we've got a little bit of equity in that one. Um, and then we've got various credit card debts, uh, personal loan, and then uh, a lot of medical debt as well. How much credit card debt? Total, like five grand. Okay, what's the medical debt? I have to get it all together, but I would say probably close to to ten grand, maybe a little bit under. Ten grand. Okay. All right. And what do you have in savings? Any cash? I've got no savings in cash. All right. What's your What's your income? Uh, I make about forty six. I get a raise in nine days, and I'll be making fifty six a year. Does your wife work outside the home? She uh, only works every Friday and gets paid a hundred dollars every Friday. Do you guys have kiddos? We do. We have two. Okay. All right, John. You want to walk you through the baby steps, <laughs> or uh, I mean, this is tag team here. Um, uh, so first, first, what thing we're going to do is. Oh man, you got a mess on your hands. Um, actually, you got a mess on your hands, but you can you can start cleaning this up today. So here's baby okay. step one. You're going to sell some stuff and get a thousand dollars in the savings account. Full stop. Okay, and we are working on that. We've got everything on Facebook Marketplace. There you go. That we can part a- with everything. I want those two kids to be like, are 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 we going on Marketplace? <laughs> right. That's that's the goal. Right. <laughs> everything. Right. Your old guitars that you're like, no, dude, I'm going to get the band back together. You're not uh-huh. right now. You're not right. You got two mowers because you're that guy. <laughs> sell one of them. Right. Whatever you got to do. Um. You've got a truck that is about your annual income that's what you owe on it that's Correct. insanity you know that right i know i i 100% agree i would probably 100%. if i find myself in your situation i would go down to um take both cars and sell them both and leave with two old okay. used camrys that's what i would do okay 
okay? This is a, an emergency situation. You've got two little kids, and you've got negative dollars yeah. in your checking account. This is not a time to be like, yeah, but I know. That, man, you're a long way off from that. Got it? Right. Um, and let me back up. Before you get the $1,000 emergency fund, dude, you need to have a target of what you're trying to hit. You've got to be a grown-up and go get your pull your credit report from one or two of the um, – one or two of the service the service providers, and you've got to know exactly how much you owe in order uh, okay. from smallest to largest, right? And you're going to go through these things and start okay. knocking them off one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. You're going to work extra. Your wife's probably going to have to work. You're going to yeah. have to call on people to keep the kids. You're going to have to get after it. Brady, you can do this. Hang on the line. We're going to gift you uh, a free membership, trial membership, whatever we do, guys, uh, to FPU, Financial Peace University. But you got to watch the video. Listen, you got to stay with it. Let's give you total money makeover as well. And John's right. I'd sell those cars instantly and work more overtime side jobs than you ever have in your life. You're really close to getting out of this. You can do this. Show. I'm Kent Coleman. I am joined in studio this hour by my colleague, Dr. John Deloney, and uh, we are taking your calls, 888-825-5225. That is the toll-free number, 888-825-5225. Talking money, talking mental, emotional health, relationships, we're talking your work uh, as it relates to, hey, I want to get out of it or I want to get into something better, make more money. Hey, I'm stressed out. I'm burned out at home. Relationships are on fire. Uh, John and I are combining uh, on all of those topics, plus, of course, your money questions. Let's go to Clayton, who joins us now in San Antonio, Texas. Clayton, how can we help? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm new to Dave Ramsey's program, to the content, um, and I'm, I guess I'm on baby step one right now, just trying to figure out what the best way is to go about handling trying to get out of the debt versus getting a thousand dollars into emergency fund well first of all thanks for listening and being new to the show and because you're new we want to make sure you understand those baby steps are in order so you are in fact on baby step one and that's all you should be focusing on not debt right now so we're looking at super intense man we want to get a thousand dollars in your savings account not a thousand two hundred dollars not a thousand seven hundred dollars a thousand dollars once we get that uh, now we are going to shift to baby step two where we take your debts and we're looking at your smallest debt. So if, let's say I'm making this up. You got $1,000 on a credit card and then you got $5,000 on a car and 20000 student loans, whatever it is, we're going to focus on that smallest debt and knock that baby out. And then once we pay that off, we take the payment we're making on that and we double it. We dump that into, if you will, the uh, payment on the next debt. So let's go back. How much money do you have in savings? Uh, right now, nothing. Okay. What brought you to this moment, man? Um, just some really bad financial decisions I've made in, in the past. And I'm kind of right now at a rock bottom and, and want to get my finances under control. Uh, want to have wisdom when it comes to my finances and, uh, trying to, um, better myself so I can, 
ultimately give back and help others. That's Good awesome. for you, dude. How much debt do you have? Uh, total of about 20000 What's that made up of? Uh, car payments. Um, I owe, I think, 12000 on that. And then uh, college loan. Um, I owe, I think, about 8000 still on that. It takes me to 20. And then uh, last year I made some really poor decisions uh, and took out a few uh, same-day loans and uh, really re- regretting that now. Okay. Can I ask you a bigger question? Yes, sir. Are you struggling with addiction or did you just blow up a big relationship? Uh, no. What's underneath the 20,000? My, my rock bottom was six figures. When, uh, in stupid financial decisions, what's beneath the twenty thousand dollars? Just a bunch of stupid financial decisions. I mean, I've I've never been wise with the money um, that God has given me, and I've just squandered it and spent it on foolish things, and now it's really come back to to bite me and, and haunt me. What's and, the car worth? Uh, the car is. Uh, I got it for. Thirteen thousand, uh, make about three hundred dollar payments on it a month right now. So, what's it worth if you were to sell it today? Uh, so it's worth about eight thousand. Um, I have about uh, four thousand dollar negative equity on it. Sure. All right. And did you uh, get a degree with that student loan, or is that just partial time at school? That's just partial time. All right. So let's go back. Let's go back to the, the to how do we get a thousand dollars first, right? So you got nothing yep. right now. Are you gainfully employed? Are you working full-time, part-time? What's your situation? I am. I'm full-time. Okay. What do you make? Uh, I, about 30000 annually right now. Okay. Um, it's not going to be hard. Are you single, married? What, what's your relationship status? Uh, just single. Okay. What's your rent, or do you have a mortgage? Uh, about I rent about, uh, live with my parents, uh, rent about $100 a month. Okay, dude. All right, so here's the deal. Your first question was, hey, do I focus on $1,000 or paying off debt? And I got great news for you. Um, You can pay this debt off very, very quickly if you go all in. Are you willing to go all in and stop making what you're saying foolish decisions and just make decisions for your future? Are you willing to do it, yes or no? Yes, sir. All right. So $1,000. That's selling stuff. You got anything you could sell? You got a guitar, some shoes you don't wear. What do you got? I do, I do actually have a number of stuff I can sell. All right. So this that's weekend. one way. This Yeah, he's right. John's right. Online, yard sale. Facebook Marketplace, done. I mean, dude, sell anything that you can sell. All right, and let's say that we could sell up to $500. I'm just picking that number. Now we're halfway there. You're also okay. single, and yeah. we are in a really great job economy right now. Clayton, San Antonio, yeah. Texas, how many different places could you make $20 an hour even part-time? The answer is uh, a lot. A lot. What do you do to make thirty grand? Um, I work at a uh, car dealership. Well, then we could just upgrade the gig altogether. Yeah. All right. There's two ways do? to go about this. You either add the part time work, or you just get a better job, and and we bring okay. in more income. And getting a thousand dollars is an emergency fund. You should be able to do that in the next. I'm going to say two weeks if you really get after it. Max. If you're selling something okay. and you're working on the weekend. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, Walmart will hire you for, for 19 20 21 22 bucks an hour right now. 
If you got to stock shelves for a week at night and not sleep, you can do that. You don't need sleep okay. to sell a car for no. a short term. Okay, we're just talking about, I want you to just see how attainable, how reachable $1,000 is. Do you see it now? I do. All yes, right. Sir. So that's baby step one. Now, let's talk about the, the debt, John. I mean, we got a couple ways we could go on the car. He could keep that intensity up and pay that car off pretty quick. That's what I would do. I'd keep the car. Yep. And then the student loan of eight grand, I mean, that's actually next on the list. On the snowball, it's the eight grand. Unless these payday loans, you said you owed 20, but then you mentioned payday loans. Have you paid those off? No, sir. Well, then what's the payday loan? How much? Uh, about two, three thousand. Okay, so we, so we get a thousand dollars in the bank. Boom, we're going to do that in 10 days. All right. And yeah. then we immediately yeah. go after the payday loans. We knock those out next. Then we take on the student yeah. loan of 8000 and then we take on the car. And if you okay. work like a madman and you double your income one way or the other, you can do this very quickly. And here's the thing. Okay. Here, here's what's uh, working for you is uh, hang on the line. We're going to send you a plan, okay? We're going to walk you through. Okay. It's, I'm going to send you all FPU, Financial Peace University, the flagship product that you can walk through all this stuff, and I'll send you the Every Dollar app, okay? Yep. Only if you promise you're going to do it. And so that's the benefit. Yep. Here's the negative thing. Ken and I have been doing this show for long enough now that I'm simply out of excuses in my personal life because I've seen too many people teachers who just say fine i'm gonna get done teaching and i'm gonna go drive uber and after i get done driving uber i'm gonna edit papers for grad students and then i'm gonna get up in the morning and i'm gonna do postmates before i go teach my classes and suddenly they're out of a hundred grand in a calendar year because they just got maniacal you sound like somebody who overthinks and overthinks and overthinks and overplans, and then you find yourself and you've actually done nothing for all of your effort is that fair yes sir we've got to be done with that i want you to stop thinking and i want you to start acting Go get jobs, go get jobs, go get jobs. And it may be that your mom and dad say, well, you need to rest, honey. I know you've been working hard. And you say, not now, not in this season. And you're going to be stunned, my brother, if you stop the thinking and start the doing in this particular situation. And by the way, everybody listening, sometimes I tell people, stop acting. you got to sit down and, and grieve this. you got to think through this for a minute. This isn't the season for you, brother. This is the season to go work, 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 work. And you're going to find yourself... Up, up. I mean, right side up with this financial situation in no time. Yeah, and Clayton, you know what? Uh, if Dave Ramsey were here, he would say, I've done a lot of dumb things with money, so cut yourself some slack. Yeah, dude. This is not insurmountable. This, I'm not, we're not talking to some fool. You're fine. You're a normal guy. Yeah. Normal. And, and you didn't dig too big of a hole. You got this. You're Get good. your chin up, shoulders back. Hey, I want to thank Dr. John Deloney for hanging out. I want to thank the crew behind the glass for keeping us on the air. And you, America, we appreciate you. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com show.